Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Punishment Show right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from the Fiery Cross on a hillside somewhere in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Punishment Show, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece and follow up with some mainstream media news articles and give you my honest opinion on each one. Let's begin the show with this evening's commentary piece. We have to chase a million honey and no remorse and no more Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host. Paul Brown, and today is Tuesday, April 4th, 2023, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, Evil Medicine. Our scientific industry is cannibalizing pre-born children by stealing body parts while still alive, transplanting these parts onto mice, and thus creating humanized mice for drug development. Typically, liver, thymus, lung, kidney, and bone marrow are extracted and transplanted into developed virus therapeutic drugs. This horrific practice of harvesting organs from the live pre-born is no secret. Several articles, podcasts, and interviews have brought this practice to light in the past couple of years. Today, hundreds of drugs are developed, sold, and consumed at the expense of pre-born innocents who are being cruelly dissected. Many popular monoclonal antibodies are created using humanized mice. Biolabs are churning out these hybrid mice by the hundreds each week and shipping them all over the world. Creating humanized mice is a growing and profitable industry that demands a constant flow of live organs. Could it be that the recent sanctioning in law of late-term abortion up until birth is fueled and funded by this demand? Could it be that later gestation fetal organs are better suited for transplantation? Scientific literature obscures the truth regarding how humanized mice are created because it has always been universally understood as evil to sell human body parts for research and profit. Early in the COVID lockdown, a new vaccine was touted as the only solution to end the pandemic. Researcher Pamela Aker, MS's book, published in December 2020, Vaccination, a Catholic Perspective, details the history and the procedures of vaccine development. It was Aker's book that first drew my attention to the fact that the babies are still alive when the researchers start extracting the tissue being used. Because of Anker's assertions of babies being dissected, 
dissected alive in the May 2021 Monica Seeley authored a two-part investigation for the website Catholic World Report. Seeley exposes the dark history of how research has exploited live babies to develop vaccines, including our most recent COVID-19 vaccine. Seeley was able to affirm Pamela Aker's shocking claim. Julie Kafarulafi and November of 2021, then published a five-part series online at the stream. Carla Ferreri's series detailed the use of fetal cells and how live organs such as liver, thymus, lung, and bone marrow are stolen from still alive aborted babies. These babies are taken by C-section and their organs removed prior to death or dissected in the womb alive without anesthesia to ensure no contamination. Just as organ transplants for adults require live organs, so too do transplants for humanized mice. Body parts extracted even minutes after death degrade so quickly that they cannot be used for transplantation. The morality of taking vaccines developed or tested on human embryonic kidney cells was debated in 2020 when the COVID-19 vaccine was in production. The ethicists and clergy at the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops and at the Vatican determined that vaccines derived or tested from HEK-293 cells were morally licit because the aborted baby's fetal kidney cells were taken post-abortion death more than 40 years ago. Thus, the church reasoned common good of protecting the public by vaccines outweighed the remote evil of using an aborted baby's fetal cells from the 1970s. As an aside, the basics for this approval was erroneous. It has become public knowledge that the scientists who produced the HEK-293 cell line has admitted that the baby girl was extracted via C-section and then dissected, causing her death. As for the COVID-19 vaccine, no mention was ever made of the use of extracted live organs from babies targeted for abortion by any of the authorities we rely on for moral guidance. Why were laypersons like Pamela Edgar, Monica Feely, Julie Caffarelli, and others able to access records and prove that scientists are dissecting live babies to develop vaccines and other drugs like myoclonal antibiotics? Why the silence on the part of the church, bioethicist, clergy? Rather, we were urged from the pulpits to take the vaccines for the common good. Millions of clueless consumers purchase and use drugs that are contained, obtained by cruel, evil, and immoral methods. 
What are the ultimate consequences of such an evil being accepted by our church and society as a whole? There can be no excuse for ignorance now. We will be held complicit at this grave evil. Remember the outrage and public demand that animal testing be banned? People for the ethical treatment of animals went public with sad images of abuse animals in scientific research. Due to public outcry, animal testing was soon banned. Years ago, in 2014, a secretly recorded video went viral of the heart of a baby born alive and aborted, beating in a petri dish in a Planned Parenthood lab. David DeLeden and the Center for Medical Progress exposed Planned Parenthood's sale of fetal parts in a multi-part video series. Initially, there was horror regarding the sale of baby body parts. Then, the issue subsided into a deafening silence. Now, we know why these precious babies' body parts are being sold as a valuable commodity. Does the mantra, trust the science, encompass all actions that are ultimately heal our ailments or cure disease? Is it morally licit to be cured of a disease if the cure requires the violent loss of another's life? Hundreds of illicitly developed medicines to treat anything from psoriasis to cancer are in common use. And now patients rely on these medicines for their health and well-being. A quick internet search of monoclonal antibodies will net a list of hundreds of drugs. It is difficult for the average person to determine which of these drugs are derived from humanized mice and which come from other less objectionable means. However, we do know that it has become big business to create and sell these mice to produce drugs. The facts exposed by a few lay Catholics should have caused great outrage, condemnation, and instruction from the Catholic moral authorities. This inherently evil practice should be roundly condemned by all. All Christians should be admonished not to purchase and use any drugs created from humanized mice or other immoral means. Without a willing market, there is no profit. Without profit, this disgusting evil would quickly end. We are beginning to see the fruits of accepting such evil for the sake of a cure. For example, doctors are surgically cutting off the blood flow to the brain and compromised patients to purposely cause brain death and extract organs for transplant. The patient is still breathing and the heart is still beating, but the blood flow is mechanically restricted to meet the newly established definition of death permitting organ removal. Catholic World's report describes this procedure. Dreadfully, we can no longer trust the medical community to provide ethically and moral acceptable drugs and medical treatment. 
Even more grievously, we can no longer trust our moral authorities to guide us, thanks to their diabolical and complicit silence. Oh, Looking for a fight? You'll find it with Canada's premier voice and white nationalism, Mr. Paul Fromm, with his show, The Fighting Side of Me, every day on White Pride Radio, only on AltRightTV.com. I dare you to step into the ring. Come on down. The price is always right at the American Heritage Store. We've got all your pro-white needs at reasonable prices. Tell them what we got, Bob. Okay. We've got belt buckles, hats, pins, flags, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and items too many to mention here. Go to www.kkknationaloffice.com and tap on the American Heritage Store banner and see for yourself. No mask required here. Okay, uh, welcome back, everyone. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, I don't have an article uh, to go with that um, commentary piece this evening. Uh, you know, I couldn't find anything uh, that disgusting. Uh, you know, this isn't something that is in the uh, mainstream news headlines that the common people know about. Uh, but there it is happening. And I'll add this, uh, too, because it, it probably was done uh, to make the COVID vaccine as well. And uh, after the COVID vaccine was made, you know, this was supposed to be hailed as a, uh, a cure-all. And uh, today we're finding out that uh, it has killed many people. I saw an article uh, which I'm going to look up for Thursday's show, as to where the COVID vaccine can be thanked for an excess of 300,000 deaths. That's right, the vaccine. Uh, that They probably harvested organs out of a live baby to make. Uh, but I, I am going to look that article back up. I saw that, and uh, I didn't get it for this evening's show, but... Uh, uh, I, I'm most definitely going to look for that for uh, this coming Thursday show. So uh, tune in uh, Thursday to hear about that. Uh, the first article I have for this evening comes from Fox News. And, you know, uh, every sports season, and it used to just be football, that uh, I would condemn so-called white nationalists for uh, – uh, advocating uh, pretty much for Black Lives Matter because uh, uh, these football teams, and now it's not just football either, it's the NBA, uh, uh, baseball, 
Uh, I just saw, and I can't remember what team that was, the hockey team, where two of the players refused uh, to do it, uh, to uh, have pride night. They weren't wearing a pride jersey. They refused to. And uh, good for them. And this is why I say your voice matters. Use your voice. Because now that team decided that they're not even going to have pride night anymore because the players are complaining about it. So uh, that's great. But back to uh, uh, what I was saying about the NFL. And, uh, you know, you have black people taking a knee. Uh, you know, they don't always show that on television anymore, but they still do it. Uh, so you, you football fans out there, you uh, NFL fans out there, you know this. You know they still do it. So when you support these teams and these players, you're actually supporting Black Lives Matter. No way around it. Uh, plain and simple, when you support these NFL teams, you know these players are taking a knee. You know these black players hate you. They hate your country. They hate your heritage. They hate your culture. And now they want reparations. When you watch them, this is your support for these teams. And I don't want to hear, well, I don't do this or I don't do that. Uh, I might sit on a Sunday and watch a football game. Well, guess what? Your viewing from your TV gives them ratings. You are still supporting them. My, my uh, 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 Lord just uh, uh, left my mind. My uh, opinion if you want to watch NFL, get out of uh, the white nationalist uh, uh, organizations. Uh, quit saying you're proud of America. Just quit all of it. Just be a traitor to America because that's what you're doing. Uh, you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. You're pretty weak if you can't turn the TV off come sports day. Uh, this upsets me every time uh, I do something uh, an article on the show about this, and uh, I see so many uh, white nationalist people wearing the jerseys of their favorite uh, uh, football players, basketball players. Uh, many of them have been arrested for rape, uh, selling drugs. Uh, this is another reason I say you know, it doesn't matter how much you give a black person. It isn't enough, and it ain't going to take away the animus, uh, animalistic uh, behaviors. Now, here you go, Atlanta Falcons. Any Atlanta Falcons owners listening? If you are and you claim you are a white nationalist and, uh, you know, uh, uh, you may claim to enjoy the show here, but you're talking out of both sides of your mouth if you support them. Uh, the headline, Atlanta Falcons owner pushing for stronger DEA efforts has donated millions to the Democrats. How do you like that? How do you like that? You know, there should be no question in your mind about uh, supporting these white America-hating teams and its players. My God, I don't get it. Is it that hard not to turn on the TV on a Sunday, watch a movie instead of these uh, white American-hating people. Good grief. Uh, you know, if, if there ever was a, and if it ever gets to a, uh, uh, a racial 
civil war in America, you're going to be worthless. You're going to be worthless because you can't even uh, not watch it. So, you know, uh, when somebody tells me, oh, yeah, I'm a white nationalist, uh, uh, I believe uh, that America should be all white. Uh, I believe that we shouldn't have non-whites in our government. And yet you sit and support them every time you sit and watch a game. So, you know, uh, I have uh, personally, I have nothing for uh, anyone that, that's uh, two sided like that. Uh, you're hypocritical. You're hypocritical. Uh, this article, Arthur Blank, the billionaire Atlanta Falcons owner, pushing for more robust diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts in the United States, is a prolific Democrat donor. So here you go, uh, Atlanta Falcons fans. You're their team owner. Wants diversity. You know what that means? They support homosexuality. They, they, he wants equality. That means that he wants uh, uh, a below average IQ race to be equal with the white race. And inclusion. That means that maybe pretty soon you'll see uh, uh, trans men in uh, football. This is what he says. This isn't me just sitting here knocking sports because maybe I don't uh, like football. I play football in school. I love the sport. But not to the point I'm going to watch a bunch of non-white, ignorant, ungrateful bastards take a knee to my national anthem. Ain't going to happen. At a Tuesday National Football League owners meeting, blank, who co-founded the Home Depot and sits on the NFL's DEI committee, said diversity and inclusion efforts should be a significant priority in the country. You NFL fans listening to this? I'm sure the Atlanta Falcons isn't the only one. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons aren't the only ones supporting this. Uh, the notion of pluralism and acceptance of everybody based on who they are and what they are and what they can do, etc., that should be the highest priority for our nation, Blank said, according to the Athletic. Uh, now, I can find lots of things that should be a priority in the country. Uh, shutting the borders number one, uh, uh, ridding America of these uh, criminal, non-white gangs. That's a priority. And when you get rid of the non-white gangs, guess what? You're also getting rid of uh, drugs, a lot of them anyhow. Uh, another big priority should be these black people that are complaining or any non-white person uh, that's complaining about their life in America, deported. Free plane airfare, free airfare to your motherland, never, ever to be allowed to step foot in American soil again, ever. That would be a nice priority. Nope, that's not what your NFL uh, uh, wants. 
uh, continues here, and certainly in terms of job placement, job opportunities, things that nature. So I would not politically or socially be in favor of rolling back DEI efforts. And DEI stands for diversity, inclusion, or uh, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, he said DEI covers all of us, whether you're white or black or Hispanic or whatever you may be, he continued. So I'd be very much opposed to that. And you know, cutting back, I mean. Sound like somebody that loves white America? How many non-white countries do you know uh, that would support whites? Uh, uh, taking over their country. Uh, none. Uh, Blank has been a significant backer of democratic causes and has supplied millions of dollars to various campaigns and committees over the past several years. During the 2022 election cycle, Blank donated $800,000 to the Democratic Grassroots Victory Fund which is a joint fundraising venture consisting of the Democratic National Committee, all 50 state Democratic parties, and the District of Columbia Democratic Committee. Federal filings show. Here they are, your heroes. Uh, Blank gave $2 million to the Senate Majority PAC, a super PAC aligned with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer during the 2020 election cycle. The Schumer Tide Committee pours large amounts of cash into the campaigns of Democratic candidates running for Congress upper chamber nationwide. The Falcons owner added $300,000 to President Biden's joint fundraising committee and maxed out donations to his campaign that cycle. He also pushed $10,000 contributions to several state Democratic nominees in Nevada, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and other areas. Outside of the political donations, Blank previously contrib contributed $17 million in 2021 to an Atlantic Civil Rights Museum and called to address the underlying issues that cause systemic racism and the wake of the 2020 George Floyd riots in Minnesota. At least there it was called what it uh, was. Uh, George Floyd riots in Minnesota. This scumbag, the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, supported this. And like I said, uh, it, it's not just the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, let's get real. Uh, so you, if you're sitting here listening to the show and you can't miss... Uh, uh, a, a game on Sundays or uh, what is it, Monday nights, Thursday nights. Uh, maybe you're sitting there saying, well, I didn't, I never did like the Falcons. Uh, uh, that's not my team. Get real. That, that's childish to say and actually stupid to say because it's not just the Atlanta Falcons. It's the whole NFL organization, the whole uh, NBA organization. So, you know, uh, uh, everybody that isn't willing to sacrifice a damn thing always comes up with these little critiques how it doesn't, uh, 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 
mean to them. Like this is, doesn't mean uh, that uh, uh, I shouldn't watch football because I don't like Atlanta. Get real, quit lying to yourself, and face the facts that you're a traitor to America. You are a traitor to the white race. Plain and simple. That's what you are. I'm sure I'm never popular uh, when I get these uh, articles uh, about the NFL, the NBA, and I do them on the show. I, I'm sure I ain't the most popular guy, but you know what? I don't care because I'm not a traitor. When I see things that doesn't belong in America, I'm going to tell you about them. I'm going to tell you about them. Uh, and, and at one time, and like I said, I do like football. I played football in high school. I played in junior high. I played in high school. I love the sport, but I don't love the bastards that are disrespecting my white America. So, uh, and, and, and when you accept it, you're a traitor. You're a traitor to white America. Plain and simple. Uh, I'm sure right now I'm being called every uh, name in a book by all these NFL fans. And you know what? I don't care. I don't care because I'll tell you how it is. And you, you can't, uh, you can't say that you don't know this. There is no excuse. You could not email me an excuse as to why you still watch the NFL. There isn't an excuse. The only excuse that there is is you're too weak. You're too weak. And quite frankly, uh, white, uh, uh, white nationalist organizations, Ku Klux Klan organizations, we don't need weak people. We are a strong people with strong organizations. We don't want weak people. The article continues here. The NFL's DEA uh, report released last week said that the hiring process for team leaders still needs to evolve, as does the thought process and, eva and evaluative criteria of many hiring managers. Improved results need to follow from improved processes. You know what, too? Uh, they talk about equality in uh, uh, NFL, NBA. They are, the NFL and the NBA, my guess, and I don't have the statistics, are probably 80% blacks and other assorted non-whites. You see very few black NFL players anymore. And uh, even more less NBA players. So you know what? When these uh, uh, blacks and these non-whites cry, uh, they want equity. You know what? In the NFL then, and in the NBA, it should be split three ways. White people, black people, and other assorted non-white people. That only a third of the NBA and a third of the NFL should be allowed to be black. How's that? How's that? There's your equity. There's your inclusion. I wonder how many blacks would shut their shut their mouth after uh, a move like that. Well, they wouldn't shut it. They'd be crying about it. Well, that would be equal, wouldn't it? That would be fair. A third white, a third black, and a third non-assorted uh, mongrels mixed breeds. That would go over like a lead balloon. 
Uh, simply put, it's an imperative. To, it's imperative to education, enlighten, encourage, and empower team owners and other key decision makeups to shift personal perceptives, perceptions, preferences, priorities, and processes. The report said. The league reportedly agreed to policies that recommend each franchise hire third-party DEA consultants, and each club must have a DEA lead executive. So there, uh, if you're sitting uh, sitting here uh, listening to this article, uh, uh, and me really irritating you and ticking you off, and you come off with the idea, well, you don't like the Atlanta Falcons, here you go. It's every NFL team, every one of them. There is none that are excluded. So you're out of excuses. Uh, and it ends here. Blank's Family Foundation did not respond to Fox News digital request for comment on his donations. So there you have it, people. Here's your heroes. You know, I've done many uh, articles uh, after uh, a fentanyl Floyd overdosed under the knee of a white police officer. Uh, uh, I've done many stories uh, about... Uh, this idea of uh, equity, inclusion, uh, uh, things. And like I just said, it's not just the NFL. Just like some of you were probably saying, well, I don't like the Falcons either. Well, there, you, you heard it. I'm telling you, it's every NFL franchise, every one of them. So, no excuse. No excuse. And how many of these players do you see? It's like I often said, you can take the black out of the jungle, but you can't take the jungle out of the black. you got these uh, ungrateful uh, players, these black players. Ungrateful. Uh, there's never enough. They're making millions of dollars per season. And guess what? Uh, they're, they're still pimps. They're still drug dealers. They're still... Uh, 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 thugs. They still rob people. It's in the news. I'm not lying. I see it. And I, I'm sure you see it too. How many times do you pick up a paper and, and there is some team, American team, a player, that does the same thing that a ghetto black person would do? So how, how you tell me how in the hell you're going to make an inferior race equal to a superior race. You're not gonna. Okay, that, that got me fired up this evening. Uh, because it, it's BS. And speaking of, <clears throat> here I'll go ahead and I will do this uh, article here. Uh, let me find it. You know, I, I did articles here uh, on a show about California. Uh, California wants to pass a uh, law that uh, every black person in California would receive $5 million because uh, ancestors that they don't even know, uh, uh, you know, they couldn't follow their family tree to a pile of dog crap. Uh, 
But now all of a sudden, every black in America had an ancestor that was a slave. Uh, I'm, I'm half Irish. My ancestors were slaves here as well, and uh, we were treated much worse than the blacks. Do we ask for money? No. No. And like I said, these blacks want reparations. Their country enslaved them, not America. You have to go to Africa to get your, uh, your uh, reparations because the United States and white people here don't owe you a damn penny. We owe you nothing. Nothing. You contribute nothing to society. You're a burden on America. And yes, I know some white people or uh, some black people work. Uh, some black people have professional jobs. But as a whole, the ones that have the jobs, they don't make enough money to cover for the ones that don't work, that we support. Uh, uh, the higher uh, intelligent ones. And I always say, too, uh, uh, my belief is that there's some white blood in the ones that show uh, a higher uh, IQ. Um, so, you know, I can't say every black person's stupid. But on average, they are. So there isn't enough blacks in America working, contributing to society. Yes, there's some. But it doesn't cover for the many others that are worthless, that are dumb. So... uh that's why I say uh, no, uh, no contribution to society at all. Why the hell are they even here, too? They hate white people. They hate our, our heritage. They hate our culture. And they hate our history. You know, there, here we have 13% of this country trying to erase the rest of our history. And it's being allowed. Uh, you know, these places that are allowing this, uh, they are traitors. They are traitors. You know, a lot of these people, they wouldn't make it in North Korea. They wouldn't make it. The, the actions of many people uh, here in America, they wouldn't make it in North Korea. They'd be shot. They'd be hung. I don't know how America uh, got to the point that it is. That it just seems there is no uh, there's no punishment for treason. Seriously. Well, here uh, this comes from Fox News. Here's the headline: Five million dollars is too little. Activists tell California Reparations Committee to aim higher. Yeah, can you believe that? Can you believe that? They shouldn't get five cents. And this is what I say, enough is never enough for these people. They should, they're not owed anything. They're not even owed five cents. And uh, here they would be willing to turn down five million. Let's aim higher, they said. Uh, how about we aim a boot towards Africa that's straight up your ass? How's that? Aim higher. Kicking your ass straight back to Africa. That's what I would call aiming higher. 
Uh, activists on Wednesday demanded that the state of California pay millions of dollars to each black resident in reparations as a way to make amends for slavery and subsequent di discrimination, dismissing the idea of payments of $5 million per person as nothing and too little. Yeah. It pisses me off when they say this, too. To make amends. I don't have to make amends to any non-white in my white Christian country. Not one of them do I have to make amends for. The demands were made at an in-person meeting of the California's Reparations Task Force which was created by state legislation signed by Governor Gavin Newsom in 2020, another traitor to America. The committee was hearing comments from the public as it considered final recommendations to submit to the California legislator, legislature, uh, which will then decide whether to implement the measures and send them to Newsom's desk to be signed into law. The task force is considering a proposal to give just under $360,000 per person to approximately 1.8 million black Californians who had an ancestor enslaved in the United States, putting the total cost of the program at about $640 billion. You know, we could take that $640 billion and use that as airfare for any black that isn't happy uh, in this white country. And I did a, uh, comment, a commentary piece, uh, I believe that was uh, last week, about how blacks have never had it so good in America. And it's the truth. It's the truth. You know, they want to take a knee uh, to the anthem, uh, you know, NFL and uh, NBA, what do these black people think they would be if they were uh, still in uh, Africa? Them being brought over as slaves here uh, was actually a uh, blessing to them. Unfortunately, when slavery was abolished, they were left hanging around. That's a shame. Uh, you know, a lot of people say they hate uh, Abraham Lincoln, President Lincoln, because he freed the slaves. Many people don't really look into history and to facts because President Lincoln did say, did uh, free the slaves, but he wanted them sent back to Africa because he knew that we, what America would become, and here we are. I don't know why he didn't uh, get his wish, wish to send these uh, worthless thugs back to uh, Africa, but that's what he wanted. You know, I'll bet that Lincoln wouldn't be a hero to any blacks either if they knew that. But, <laughs> you know, all you have to do is look up history, real history, too. Uh, uh, don't get on Google and Google something. That's run by Jews, too. See, you're, you're not going to get the, the real truth. Uh, The article continues here. Meanwhile, the city of San Francisco is weighing its own reparations proposals at the local level. Earlier this month, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors expressed unanimous support for a draft plan 
of more than 100 reparations recommendations for the city, including a proposal to dole out $5 million each to qualifying black residents. The proposal would cost non-black families in the city at least $600,000, according to the Stanford University's Hoover Institution. Would cost non-black families $600,000 to give each one of these worthless bum thugs $5 million each. And why don't we do this then for... Uh, Irish people, where's their reparations? I'm sure I could trace back one of my ancestors, uh, Irish ancestors, uh, to be in a slave here, too. The biggest, biggest, the big difference between the Irish and the blacks is we're not whiners. We're not crybabies. We're not too stupid to earn a living. That's the difference. You know, uh, uh, normal people can pick up and move on. And like I said, and I say this all the time, too, it's made to sound like America was the only place in the world uh, that had a slave trade. And that is not correct. That is not correct. This was worldwide, the slave trade. So, uh, we're pro I'm not sure of this, but we're probably the only country uh, that talks about giving these worthless bums money. I can imagine uh, probably most Irish people, I would, if, you know, if they would say that uh, 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 you deserve reparations for your ancestors being slaves, I don't deserve that. I'm Irish, part Irish, part Irish and part German, but I don't deserve any money because my ancestors uh, were slaves. That's insane. That's stupid. Uh, both ideas are skimping on what's necessary to play back black Californians, according to activists who spoke at the gathering. Uh, one said, I believe that five million reparations is too little for the work that foundational black Americans have done for this country <coughs> and as well for other countries, one speaker said. What work did slaves actually uh really provide. You know, and I say this all the time too, slavery, that was having a job. You and I are slaves to jobs today. Uh, what's everybody go to work for? Food, shelter, clothing. Uh, try to live a decent life. What did the blacks get when they were uh, brought here? To work and have a job. Food, shelter, and clothing. Uh, of course, uh, uh, there were punishments for breaking the rules. Just, just if you, uh, go to work and tell your boss to kiss your ass and see what happens. See, see what happens. You're going to be reprimanded. Slack off at your job. You're going to be reprimanded. Take off from your job. And you're going to be reprimanded. Now, I'm sure a lot of black people would say, well, uh, it's clear different. Back then, uh, if I was caught leaving my job, I got my foot cut off. If I was caught stealing, I got my hand cut off. If I was caught reading, I got my eyeball plucked out. Well, listen. Listen, let me tell you something. 
Punishments have changed throughout history. All punishments were brutal at one time. You look at some of the punishments, like the Iron Maiden device. And even back in biblical times, you know, uh, uh, people today, uh, married people, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, they think going out and screwing around with somebody else is, uh, you know, no big deal. You know what that got you in biblical uh, times? If you were caught being unfaithful to your spouse, you were drugged to the outside of town and you were stoned to death. Yeah. Was that called brutal then? No, that was the punishment. That was the punishment. And guess what? A harsh punishment will deter committing that crime. Most definitely. So, you know, uh, uh, the slaves crying around about uh, losing a foot for uh, running, uh, losing a hand for stealing, uh, having an eye plucked out uh, for uh, uh, trying to read, or uh, 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 gazing at white women, which I'm sure there was plenty of that, they lost an eye. So punishments, punishments. Now, you know, to, sure, today, in today's times, that probably wouldn't be acceptable. But just, just as, uh, for instance, uh, people now today, if they're getting a divorce, where do they go? They go to a divorce court. The judge decides he's getting what? That would be out of place today if the judge would say, okay, everybody in the jury drag these two out to, uh, uh, out to the end of town and stone them to death. But that was a biblical punishment at one time. So, you know, uh, the slaves saying that uh, they were brutalized for that time. No, they weren't. They weren't. And uh, just like in today's times, they, they should have a consequences for their actions. They, blacks don't even think they should have a normal consequence in today's times. Uh, you know, okay, say... A white man goes in and he robs a bank and he gets caught. He's going to federal prison. That's accepted. He knows if he gets caught, he's going to federal prison. Now, today, if you would have a black man rob a bank, and if, if they would even search for him, they could probably have a picture, uh, a camera picture uh, from the middle of the bank and have that plastered everywhere. And nobody would probably really go out and hunt for him. Uh, just like today, uh, all, all these uh, uh, J6 uh, political prisoners and the ones they're still hunting down, the FBI is still looking for a thousand people that was at the Capitol uh, protest. Who's out looking, uh, looking for, uh, is the FBI out looking for the black people that burnt cities to the ground, looted stores empty, uh, blocked highways in 2020? Are they out looking for them? No. No, they got away with it. That's why they're still pulling the shit right now. Because they got away with it in 2020. Why quit? They've been shown they have no consequences. So why quit? I said this before, too. It's just like a child. You know, uh, say you're sitting at the supper table and your child sits, uh, sticks a spoon in some mashed potatoes and flings them at mom and dad and it hits them. Well, if mom and dad chuckle about it and don't do anything, guess what? That child's going to keep doing it. But if that child 
uh, uh, would fling some iced potatoes at mom and dad at the supper table, and uh, the dad got up and whooped his ass good, guess what? He's not going to fling no more mashed potatoes. This goes for these black people, too, with, uh, with no consequences. They're spoiled. They have it easy, and they're spoiled. Offer any one black person free airfare black to, uh, back to Africa, never to be able to return to America again. How many do you think would take it? Uh, none. Exactly. I don't know why uh, uh, people fail uh, to see this. You know, sometimes I can talk to somebody till I'm blue in the face, and I can't get the simplest, the simplest idea into someone's head. That's why I want to show a lot of times, uh, I'll break things down into a different scenario, just like I did there uh, with the bank robbery. Just so people... It could understand. And you know what I do that with other people? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say something and then they'll look at me confused and then I'll come up with a, a, a hypothetical, different uh, scenario to try to get them to understand. And it, it, many still look at me like they don't get it. They don't get it. You know, uh, white nationalism has to be the hardest job that there is or ever was because there are so many indoctrinated white people, uh, so many weak-minded white people uh, that allowed themselves to become indoctrinated and, you know, indoctrinated uh, for years that you, you can't get the simplest thing through their heads, not the simplest. And <laughs> trust me, uh, it gets uh, frustrating. I know, uh, I believe that was last Thursday's uh, show I had said about there may be some shows uh, missed uh, here coming up because I have some uh, medical tests that uh, I need to have done and my blood pressure uh, was dangerously high, uh, which I've been given uh, blood pressure medications now for that, but it, it still uh, gets high sometimes. And here on the show, uh, and I used to get uh, pretty wound up here on the show. I still do every now and then uh, if it's something that, uh, that, you know, really irritates me. But, you know, when I think back at it, and I've probably been doing this show, <clears throat> the Rust Belt Clansman, for probably four years or close to four. And before that, I had other shows, uh, Clansman's Corner, uh, Clansman's Corner Quickie, uh, and I can't even remember uh, some of the names of the other shows, but they, they were all uh, this type of platform. It was all uh, news and uh, tearing these articles apart and pulling the truth out of them. And, uh, you know, it, after I thought about that, you know, and, and the doctor said, uh, your blood pressure is worse than what we thought it was. Yeah, I, I kind of think now, you, no wonder. No wonder. Uh, I'm sure many of you have tried to explain to somebody uh, the correct answer to something, and you get the same thing, and it, it, it irritates you. So, you know, uh, probably every uh, white nationalist on this planet has high blood pressure, and you know, I can see why. I can see why.
Uh, let's see here. I have uh, news all mixed up because I even uh, pulled some here for uh, this Thursday evening show. Uh, some good ones for that. So uh, let me get into what I have here. Uh, okay, we'll get into education here. Uh, you know, this is the big uh, indoctrination point. Uh, because it is a start to uh, indoctrinating every uh, white individual is in school from kindergarten on. And we're to the generations now where these indoctrinated kids are coming out of college. And these are the ones that you try to talk sense to or tell the truth, and they look at you like you're some crazy old bastard. They call you a racist for telling the truth. You're condemned for telling the truth. And this is what the indoctrination uh, has done. Now here, uh, you know, not only do white children go to school and they're taught to be ashamed of their white skin, but kids today in school are actually being taught to be a homosexual. It's true, they are. Uh, this article here comes from the Daily Caller. The headline is, it's not appropriate parent calls out school board for refusing to let students opt out of gender identity lessons. How do you like that? Uh, children aren't allowed. We know it. <coughs> excuse me. It's, it's forcing children to go against their Christian values. Now, this is a white Christian country. But this is what ain't allowed to opt out of gender identity lessons. Uh, the article here, Maryland parents are pushing back against a school board that is refusing to let them opt their child out of lessons on gender identity and sexual orientation in an effort to promote inclusive classrooms. Montgomery County Public Schools alerted parents in a March 23rd email that they would no longer be notifying parents of gender identity lessons through letters and that parents would be unable to opt their children out of any instruction, excluding a sexual education class. More than 70 parents showed up to the Montgomery County School Board meeting on Tuesday saying such lessons violate their religious beliefs and that they have a right to have a say in their child's education. They told the Daily Caller News Foundation, none of us have asked for the books to be removed. None of us, Ali Alatolby, a Montgomery County public schools parent, told DCNF, we are just asking for what is fair and equitable and our own constitutional right to be able to have religious freedom and opt out of something that goes against not only my re Christian belief, but also the uh, good, well, here, uh, well. This, now, this woman's been talking uh, Christian, Christianity. She is not a Christian. Because, right here, she says, this not only goes against my Christian beliefs, but also the Jewish religion the Muslims, there are so many people who are not okay with this. Now, 
here, here is a, a uneducated woman. She says her Christian beliefs, but she's all, also worried about uh, the Jewish religion. You know, the people that killed our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, the people that are responsible for the pornography uh, that's put out there. So she's worried about them and the Muslims. She's worried about the Muslims. Uh, so, you know, uh, this woman isn't Christian, and she's actually uh, a traitor to the white race is what she is. Uh, there's no mincing words. She is a traitor. But now uh, the idea here, though, that the parents should have uh, control of what their uh, children are taught in school, she's absolutely correct there. Uh, but, you know, uh, many parents are losing their rights. And why are they losing? Because uh, they waited till too late to open their mouth. Uh, they were too busy. They were too busy uh, when their child uh, was being taught critical race theory uh, and being taught to be ashamed of their skin. Uh, they were too busy when the schools very first started to teach children uh, that it's okay to be a homosexual. See, if they would have been on this from the beginning, which I told everybody, uh, it's not like this uh, should blindside any uh, white people. Like, well, hell, I didn't know that. Uh, well, if you listen to the show, you did. Uh, in November of 2022, the school district unveiled a list of LGBTQ inclusive books that would be implemented in elementary school classrooms, according to a school presentation. In pre-kindergarten, students would read Pride Puppy, a story of a family and their child celebrating Pride Day. And in kindergarten, students would read Uncle Bobby's Wedding, a book about same-sex marriage. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, I'm not even getting into that article any further. Uh, anybody that listens to the show on a regular basis knows I am a advocate for... Uh, homeschooling. So, you know, anybody that's uh, listening here uh, that has children and, you know, you think this uh, uh, article is disgusting of what's happening to children in school, and it's not just this article. I do many uh, on this show about what children are being put through in public school systems. Here you go. www.whitepridehomeschool.com there is a wealth of information right there in that website. So, quit fighting with the school boards. You're not going to change them. Quit fighting with these indoctrinated teachers. You're not going to change them. They're just going to go behind your back. Is what they're going to do, and that's what they've already started to do. The only safe way to uh, educate your children is homeschool. So there, uh, do that. Oh, here's another one. Let me find this here on the uh, board. This is so crazy. Uh, this article comes from... Uh, yes, here it is. Uh, this article comes from the Gateway Pundit. And, you know, a lot of times, or several times on the show... Well, quite often, I will say about how our enemies 
are sitting and laughing at us. You know, uh, I can't believe that somebody hasn't wiped us off the face of the earth yet. I really can't. Uh, you got bumble-ass Joe Biden. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. Uh, he makes an ass out of himself. He, yeah, uh, for example, just like he thought he was going to show this uh, show of force, I'll show these uh, uh, enemy countries. Well, uh, China's an enemy country, too, but we know uh, what happens there with uh, Joe Hunter and the Chinese. But uh, this was the idiot's way of trying to show power. Uh, he used, uh, he shot down three children's balloons using uh, over $300,000 missiles on each one. That was his show of power, people. Do you know what the, do you know what our uh, enemy, these enemy countries thought of that? <laughs> do you know what en our enemy countries uh because I'll bet, you know, in the Chinese army, I'll bet you if they found out one of those uh, was a homosexual, they'd be exec executed. I'll bet they would. Uh, same as North Korea. But here in America, our, our, uh, our military wants to uh, promote homosexuality in our armed forces. Uh, the headline of this, Matt Gates grills military brass on drag shows and racism. General Miley commits to end drag, a drag queen story hour on U.S. military bases. That's right. This is what this is what's going on on uh, military bases in the country. Now, here, this is in the news. Here, do you think our enemy countries don't watch our news and see what's going on? You know, they probably don't even consider or, or even say, you know, America's military. They probably say something like uh, uh, the America, uh, America's fairies or something like that. Here on military bases, uh, we have these uh, upper brass military people having drag queen, drag queen story hours on the bases. Now, listen, we know that there's many homosexuals now uh, allowed into our military. Now, these drag queen shows, these children that are living on these uh, military bases, they want to get to them, too. They don't want them children to grow up being the tough general that America's military used to have. They want to queer these kids up so, you know, uh, when dad comes home, uh, General... Uh, no, say a general that was a General Bob at one time comes home one day and he says he's a General Rachel. You know, and a little kid wouldn't be confused thinking, what the hell just happened? Because he's being sexualized with these homosexual men dressed as women, these drag queens. So guess what that means? That means future generations of our military, it's going to be more queered up here in a couple of years than what it already is. And, and do you think the, our enemies don't see this? That's why I say I can't believe uh, that we haven't been obliviated yet. I, I can't believe it. Uh, Matt Gates told General Miley and Secretary Lord, Lloyd Austin he took them to the woodshed during Wednesday's House Armed Services Committee hearing. 
Representative Gates, a Republican from Florida, opened his questioning by grilling Secretary Austin on the thousands of military personnel he fired for not taking the experimental COVID vaccines. Today, the military under Joe Biden and Lloyd Austin are not able to even, uh, uh, even reach enlistment goals because they still won't call men back and women they unjustly fired for not taking the dangerous clot shots. Ah, <laughs> what a great name, a true name, dangerous clot shots. You know, anybody that's listening to the show uh, uh, that was uh, uh, indoctrinated to believe the BS uh, about this COVID, and when it first came out, I said, wow, here we have a disease so deadly, you got to go be tested to see if you have it. And, and, and there was idiots, and uh, unfortunately, many white people. Uh, you remember, you saw the lines wrapped around these places, uh, uh, these uh, pop-up death shots in parking lots, uh, people in cars, people standing six feet apart, but standing there in line, uh, waiting to get this vaccine, or, or waiting to be tested. This, okay, this was even before the uh, vaccine. Waiting to be tested. Now, if you felt good enough to get in the car and, and go, or you felt good enough to stand there in line for hours waiting to be tested, I'd pretty much guess you don't have it. How deadly could have it been? There's another thing that you couldn't tell people. It's that deadly that you have to go be tested to see if you even have it. That you know that would be like uh, uh, taking Tylenol when you don't have a headache. Oh, you're not sure. Oh, maybe you could get a headache later that day. Maybe I'll take some Tylenol in case I get a headache later in the day. That's just how asinine this was. Uh, these foolish people out uh, in line to be tested for something they, they didn't even know if they had it. Crazy. Uh, well, back back to this. Uh, but I had to say something there because I never heard that uh, phrase yet. Uh, dangerous clot shots. Uh, Matt Gates was then able to push General Miley to commit to ending his drag queen story hours on U.S. military bases. Yeah. Isn't that something? When you would have, would you, this is scary. Would you have, would you see military brass committing to ending homosexuality against children on the bases? That's scary. That's scary. And do you think our enemies don't see this? Our military is too worried about queering everybody up than defending the country. Why? I don't. Why would uh, the the two words don't mix? Well, four words: military base, drag queen. These are two far opposite things that should be. Yeah, uh, but Gates got uh, General Miley to commit to ending his drag queen story hours on military bases. 
Uh, and then, well, let's see. It goes into the uh, written. Uh, uh, back and forth with uh, the homosexual supporting military people and Matt Gates, uh, which that doesn't, uh, I'm not going to read all of that. But isn't that something? I, that, that's the first that I heard anything about uh, uh, drag queen hours uh, in uh, military bases. I'm going to do one more article here, and then I'm going to close out this Tuesday show. Uh, this one, and you see uh, this washed-up, has-been uh, actress always uh, opens her mouth, at, with so many uh, Hollywood stars do. Hollywood stars and uh, these TV talk shows uh, suddenly became uh, masters at uh, uh, governing. Uh, this uh, article comes from the Western Journal. And this is no surprise because uh, this person on The View is always tearing her mouth open. And usually it's kind of like AOC. Uh, when she tears her mouth, she sticks her foot in her mouth. Right, now here's how ignorant Whoopi Goldberg is. Whoopi uh, Goldberg wears sick anti-Christian sweatshirt on The View in the wake of the slaughter of Christian children. That's how ignorant she is. The nation saw flags lowered as, temper, uh, as tempers rose this week in the aftermath of a mass shooting that involved a self-identified transgender woman, homosexual, who murdered three children and three adults at the Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee. Among the victims of this evil attack was the nine-year-old daughter of the senior pastor of the school, Chad Scruggs, who issued a statement to the media that exemplified the Christian view of tragedy. Through tears, we trust that she is in the arms of Jesus, who will raise her to life once again. Instead of mourning the loss of innocent life, as any sane person would, Whoopi Goldberg, the classically misguided ringmaster of the ABC chat fest, The View, spared no time in jumping on a bandwagon that has actively attempted to discredit the spiritual power of Christian prayer. The day after the Monday attack, Goldberg was on set wearing a sweater that clearly had the words, thoughts, and prayers crossed out with policy and change supplementing them. Uh, apparently, in the eyes of secular statistics like Goldberg, we no longer need to rely on an outlet to a higher power and his divine intervention. Instead, we need the secular intervention, intervention of the totalitarian government with the goal of eradicating constitutional rights that our founding fathers declared and had been established by the same high power. Higher power. Uh, Goldberg, despite her obvious loyalties, is not the birth mother of the blasphemous slogan. These same anti-prayer sentiments were a buzz among liberals back in 2018 in the wake of the mass shooting at Majory Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. 
organizations like the radically progressive group People's Action used the tragedy to push anti-gun rhetoric, rhetoric that same year. People's Action specifically blamed Republicans for the Florida slaughter despite the attack being perpetrated by a mentally disturbed individual whom the FBI was warned about prior to the massacre. People's Action posted a fundraising site with a statement. With today's news, this year's death toll from the school shootings now stands at 21. Thoughts and prayers won't bring them back or save the next ones to die. Uh, unbelievable. It, but it, it's not unbelievable coming out of the mouth of Whoopi Goldberg. This, this woman uh, gets under my skin. Uh, not only is she ugly as hell, but her heart is ugly as well, too. And she's not intelligent enough to say something uh, that doesn't sound ridiculous, just like AOC. She opens her mouth, looks like a retard, sticks her foot in it, and doesn't learn. She keeps doing it over and over and over. Whoopi Goldberg is the same way. Uh, don't get it. Don't understand it. Uh, with that article, I am going to close out this Tuesday evening show. Uh, I will be back here uh, Thursday, April 6th at 7 p.m., two evenings from now, uh, with a new, the Rust Belt Clansman. And also, I mentioned some of the stories uh, that I have for uh, Thursday's show and uh, the 300,000 excess deaths due to the COVID jab. Uh, that will be on Thursday's show, so uh, tune in. Uh, you can look me up on VK. VK is Russia's version of Facebook, which uh, you actually have. Ironically, you have uh, free speech on VK. Uh, VK is in the Google Play Store, uh, so download it. Download it and uh, uh, look me up on there and uh, shoot me a friend request. The show has a pro profile on uh, President Trump's True Social, uh, his alternative to Twitter. Uh, download True Social. That's also in the Google Play Store. Download that and uh, search for the Rust Belt Clansman Show. Uh, tap follow. Uh, follow the show. Uh, if you have any thoughts, uh, ideas, suggestions, uh, questions, news articles, you can email those straight to the Rust Belt Clansman Show at heyrustbeltclansman at mail.com. Very simple, all lowercase letters, hey, Clansman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at area code 412-254-6226. Leave a voicemail or a text. You can text that number as well. Uh, now, I don't answer the phone. Uh, I'm too busy. Uh, uh, to. I, I wish, I, I really wish I could uh, sit and talk with uh, uh, all my uh, loyal listeners. Uh, someday I may have to try to do a platform or a show on a platform somewhere where my listeners uh, can call in uh, and, and actually uh, join the show and uh, discuss things. Uh, you know, uh, bring an article to the show uh, that you can bring up. Uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, how things go here, though. Uh, with my health and uh, things like that, uh, because I'm I, like I said uh, last Thursday evening, I may be missing some shows here coming up. 
the rest of Klansmen show ain't going anywhere. Uh, so, uh, so no fear about that. Uh, it, it just may be a little bit uh, too busy uh, to do the shows here uh, coming uh, very directly. Uh, also, uh, I want to uh, mention the uh, Faith and Freedom Conference, which is uh, sponsored by the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas. Anybody that uh, is on uh, True Social following the show uh, uh, knows that uh, the pastor there is Pastor Thomas Robb. Pastor Robb is also the national director of the Knights Party of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, both located there in Harrison, Arkansas. Now, this is this event is being sponsored by uh, the Christian Revival Center there in uh, Harrison, Arkansas. And I'm just going to read uh, uh, what uh, 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 Thomas Robb, Pastor Thomas Robb, uh, wrote. Uh, these came in uh, the mail uh, along with uh, uh, some other uh, things. Uh, And this is an annual event, also, this uh, Faith and Freedom Conference. Uh, Pastor Rob wrote, Dear friends, the annual Faith and Freedom Family Gathering will soon be here, and you need to make plans to be here. This is the conference you and your family need to attend. It will help build your faith, strengthen your spiritual courage, and establish the fellowship to help keep you faithful. These are tough times that are upon us. Every day we read and hear about the growing anti-white agenda. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you just haven't been keeping up with the daily news. If you have children, you need to have them here. Begin making your plans now. Our people are targeted for genocide, but God will have mercy upon us. When our ancestors were under siege by the Babylonian army, In 597 B.C., Jeremiah the prophet stated, It is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassion will fail not. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. That is uh, Lamentations 3, 22 through 23. We will gather on the weekend of April 28th, 29th, and 30th to make an appeal to heaven for his mercy, for ourselves, our families, our nation, and our people. That is the theme of uh, this year's uh, Faith and Freedom Conference, uh, an appeal to heaven. Our pilgrim forefathers said that America was God's holy habitation. Though the remnant is small, there are those who still believe America is the habitation of the Lord. Come for the fellowship and leave with new friends and inspiration. Attendance is free. Christian conduct is mandatory. No alcohol on church property. You could park an RV, but there are no hookups or dump stations. There are camping sites and primitive men's and women's bunkhouses for those who register early. No charge to stay in the bunkhouses, but space is limited. So no guarantee there will be room unless you register early. Men and women showers in the church. If you play a musical instrument, bring it with you. Call area code 870-427-3414, daytime only, 
or call his cell at area code 870-302-9884 for more information. So uh, uh, there, Pastor Robbie, gives even his uh, uh, cell number. Uh, this is just the uh, uh, type of people uh, uh, Pastor Thomas Robb, his family, and uh, uh, his congregation uh, there at the Christian Revival Center, uh, all family-oriented, uh, true fellowship. You know, not like uh, uh, a church you go to uh, today, you know, everybody's out on the uh, porch at the end of the service, uh, you know, talking all nice to everybody, and as soon as one certain person steps down the steps, it's as they're out of earshot range, everybody on the steps is talking about them. Uh, and, and it's not a church that uh, supports uh, non-whites in the church. It is all white. Uh, Non-whites are not invited. They're not welcome. Uh, uh, and uh, no homosexuals. Uh, like, you know, t- today's churches, uh, they claim to be Christian, and they allow uh, non-whites into the church. They allow homosexuals. Uh, into the church. That is not a Christian church. Absolutely is not a Christian church. If you belong to a church that does that, run. Get out of there fast. Uh, uh, here he, he writes too, uh, even though attendance is free, we still need to have you register. So we have an idea how many will be here. All meals are prepared by our own staff and available at a reasonable price. We will send or email you directions. This Christian retreat is about 70 miles south of Springfield, Missouri, and 15 miles from Harrison, Arkansas. There are motels in Harrison, and we can provide phone numbers for the motels. Uh, And I'll add this. uh, This is a very important reason why you need to register uh, first as well, because uh, the food is bought. Uh, and the quantities that looks like the amount of people that will show up, uh, you know, especially uh, today, uh, the prices of uh, food. Uh, we sure don't want an excess of food left over, that it goes to waste. And we certainly don't want to not have enough food to uh, feed everybody. So uh, there, register. This is coming up the 28th. Uh, today's the 4th. So uh, what do we got there? 24 days? Yeah, then I lost my train of thought. Uh, uh, yes, 24 days uh, until the uh, Faith and Freedom Conference. So uh, uh, make plans to be there. Pack up the whole family and go. It's a weekend uh, retreat. Uh, it is on uh, private property uh, that is uh, secure, very secure. So, you know, you don't need to worry about uh, bringing your family or your children. Uh, you are safe there. So uh, check that out. We are going to end the show as we always do here in prayer. find it here okay uh, my white brothers and sisters please bow your heads Lord I ask you to daily renew the allegiance I give you 
and your sovereign throne. Keep me from turning back to worldly temptations that can so easily entangle me and draw my focus away from the hope of the coming restoration. Bind up my wandering desires with the increasing knowledge of your good promises, for you will fulfill them in good time. Magnify your kingdom in my eyes, so I may see it more clearly in the age of darkness and distraction. Thank you, my King, for your compassion and mercy to reach out to me and offer forgiveness for my rebellion against you. Help me to daily remember the favor you have extended to me. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so there we have it, folks. Uh, there, this is uh, Tuesday's uh, Rust Belt Klansman coming to a conclusion. Uh, I'll be back here in two evenings from now, Thursday evening, uh, April 6th, with a, uh, a new show. So if you enjoyed this one, uh, tune in uh, Thursday uh, as well. And I hope you enjoyed this show. I hope you find uh, some of the things uh, that, that I talk about. Uh, uh, hopefully you find informing. Um, I don't claim uh, uh, to be a teacher uh, of any type, so I won't say uh, I hope you learned uh, something uh, from the show because I, I don't, uh, I guess in a way it is if it's something that you don't know uh, or something that you had no idea uh, was going on, but uh, I, I don't claim to be uh, a teacher of any type. I just simply, uh, and you can take it or leave it, uh, I just simply uh, give you a news article and give you my thoughts on that. You don't have to agree. You don't have to agree with my thoughts. This is a uh, free country. But hopefully sometimes uh, I, I do something or say something that uh, clicks and, uh, you know, uh, makes you think of it a little bit like, wow, you know, uh, I never looked at it from that point of view because uh, even myself, you know, uh, I learn from many people, uh, you know, and I'll read something and, and think to myself, you know, it's something that I already know about and I know what's going on, but somebody else will say uh, something and it will put a whole new twist uh, on an article that, uh, you know, I, myself, you know, I didn't never look at it that way. Uh, and it can be uh, uh, very interesting. So hopefully uh, that happens uh, for you here on the show. Uh, I know I have uh, many uh, loyal listeners, uh, and the show uh, has taken off uh, quite w well here uh, as of late. Uh, you know, when, when you do a show like mine, I've been doing this uh, pr probably for close to four years, this show. Uh, I've been doing shows for a long time, uh, but this show, the Rust Belt Clansman show, about four years. And, uh, you know, when you start a show, uh, you don't have, uh, you know, especially uh, this type of show where it's the truth. Uh, you know, if people uh, think or know that you are a Clansman or a Clanswoman, uh, automatically uh, many people will call you racist. Uh, a lot of the things I do here on the show, uh, people probably call me racist. But listen, giving you the facts and the statistics isn't racist. It isn't racist at all. So, uh, you know, uh, use your voices. Uh, you don't have to do 
a radio show to reach our people, the white race? You certainly don't. Uh, why I bring this up, uh, there's a gentleman here to the show, uh, a very, very uh, loyal listener. And uh, every now and then uh, he will make a comment uh, or he will say thank you, uh, you know, for what I do. And it doesn't have to be a radio show to be considered activism for our race. Uh, because even if you are on a social media platform, your words that you post there, uh, pro-white news articles that you post there, you're active, you're uh, actively an activist by doing that. So, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, a show or uh, uh, something like that. Uh, just by standing up for our race and uh, putting something out there on uh, social media uh, that other people uh, may be afraid to. Uh, now, VK, like I said, you can post anything you want there. So if you're on VK and you post these news articles that is uh, extremely BS uh, or extremely anti-white, anti-Christian, uh, by posting that on a social media site, that is activism. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I'd be a liar if I said I didn't, uh, you know, uh, appreciate uh, comments like that. But uh, uh, just remember... You are an activist, too. So uh, we will win this battle together. Uh, we'll put it that way. Uh, uh, it's not just me. It's not just the show. Uh, even, okay, say if you hear an article I do on the show, and you have a family member that uh, is kind of on the fence. Or, uh, you know, they don't get uh, your view of things. And... Uh, uh, have them listen to the show or, you know, just uh, play the part that you found interesting or that you think might uh, interest a family member. And guess what? That's activism. That most certainly is activism. So, you know, it's not just me uh, here doing the show uh, as activism. It's my listeners, too, that share things. Uh, you are uh, active, uh, actively an activist uh, by doing so. So, you know, um, like I said, you know, uh, the thank you or the uh, uh, pat on the back every now and then. Uh, I'd be a liar if I said uh, that, that wasn't nice. But just remember, it's not just me. It's you as well uh, contributing to the survival of our white race. So, you know, we all uh, need uh, pats on the back. And, uh, you know, there are people that listen to the show that are on VK. And I, I see their posts and their activation, uh, activism on uh, social media, at least on VK, anyhow, I'm sure other people uh, listen to the show uh, or on other uh, social media uh, sites. Uh, but just remember, you are an activist, too, by sharing uh, what you know to other people. It doesn't have to be a radio show where you're talking to uh, a bunch of people. It can be just one person. So uh, with that, I want to, because I see a lot of ads or a lot of uh, news articles and uh, things and comments that this person puts on uh, VK, uh, Free Dude. Uh, uh, this 
uh, a gentleman, uh, this pro-white activist that uh, uh, does a lot of activism on uh, PK. Thank you for your service as well, because it's not just me that's going to win this war. Uh, it's going to be all of us, brother, uh, everyone that uh, is active. And uh, a free dude, you are uh, very active uh, with what you do for the survival war. Uh, for our race. So I thank you as well. And other uh, uh, listeners to the show as well, you know, I see you posting things. Uh, this is how we will win together as a team. So uh, just remember that. As always, from the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself, Paul Brown, White Power! That a child of sea Arms outstretched to me What do I care if it dies? <laughs> it means nothing to me